It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. I've been actively experimenting with cannabis consumption alternatives for the better part of 10 years. During that time, I've purchased and used many iterations of vaping devices for both flour and concentrates. In October at the New West Summit, I finally got a chance to check out the Firefly 2 vaporizer. I listened to the sales pitch, but I was anxious to try out the new device. Now, you know I have a flair for the dramatics, but as a 21-year cannabis consumer, I'm telling you that you've never tasted cannabis until you've consumed it in the Firefly 2. You can taste the fucking rainbow of terpenes. Seriously, with this device, cannabis tastes the way it smells. And since I consume quite a bit of pot on a daily basis, this was a big deal discovery for me. And I know I need to cut back on combustion. So I asked Walton Alexander, Firefly's project manager, and a fellow pot nerd who knows way more about science than me, to join us on the podcast and explain how this thing works in layman's terms. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar gun. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one token. Everybody, this is my friend Walden. He's here today to help us discover the benefits of vaping over smoking flour and then all of those beautiful nuances of the cannabinoids and terpenes within cannabis and how we can understand those as laymen and use them for our benefit. Is that a good summary? Sure. First, I'd like to, again, thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. I really love the casually baked mission. No, it's really of epic importance in this movement for this plan. It really is a movement. It's not just an industry. You know, we're part of a, a consciousness shift and one that's happening on so many fronts. And we really believe in that at Firefly. It's part of our core values that this plant, this miracle plant, is a birthright. It is the answer, really, to the ails of this Western civilization that we see crumbling even that needs a reformation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it was the basis of yoga. It was what ancient yogis began. The oldest known yogi texts are include ganja. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual, it's it's health, it's mental, it's fun. So, you know, as I was saying, I I really respect what you're doing, and I really think it's of vital importance that we sing this gospel as loud and as far as we can, and that every person that wants to try this plant out has every right to, whether they're in a medical state or a state that's still stuck in medieval times trying to regulate this plant and tell people they can't use it, even though it has these incredible health benefits for them. So thank you for being here. And as as a token of gratitude for having me on the show i brought you your very first firefly yay i love presents with a special wood grain i love it it's very sexy it matches my motif it does how did you know it's a very sophisticated chic stylish lid i dig it now which Um, this is the firefly this is the firefly 2 Okay. There we did have a first version. It was uh, slightly larger and heavier, yeah, and it was not cool. as high tech. Uh huh. It did the same job of giving you the com- entire spectrum of terpenes and cannabinoids in the plant, mm-hmm. but it didn't give you the highest levels of precision that you now have with the Firefly Two. Okay. This Firefly Two is the most precise tool available to us as humans for consuming cannabis. It it was started by our co-founders, Sasha Robinson and Mark Williams, who were designers and engineers in Silicon Valley for Apple, Flipcam, some other big name consumer electron- electronics. And they met uh, about a decade ago and realized that the, the science was clear on mm-hmm. terpenes, cannabinoids, and how the body needs to ingest them. The, the only ways to get them, but realized that the device did not exist yet. The tool Mm -hmm. did not exist yet. Because that's all technology really is. It's just a tool. Well, and it's true because over the years, I have tried multiple vaping devices. And for me, they've fallen flat and they end up in the bottom of my stash bag. And I pull out the old trusty pipe and hemp wick and, you know, and smoke flour. And so I'm hoping that you can help me move on to a healthier path as much cannabis as I do consume. I know it's something I need to be I'm cognizant thrilled. of. I'm thrilled for you to have this, Joe. This is going to change your life. I promise. Okay. I'm, I'm 110% confident. Okay. That this will not see, this is this is the Rolls-Royce of vaporizers. And if I'm going to use one, I want to have the Rolls-Royce. You know, and uh, Rolls-Royce <laughs> isn't even the right uh, analogy. It's really the Tesla. Because Tesla's Tesla's what's revolutionized with technology. Even better. And the, the smartest, most intentional, suiting the needs of the user. They realized that this the perfect vape did not exist, mm-hmm. and they set out to make it. And through many years of R and D, first came out with the Firefly One. I recently saw the first, very first prototype devices at uh-huh. one of the co-founders' house. It was huge, but it was really, really inspiring to mm-hmm. see, to know how long they'd worked on it, to know yeah. how long they'd slaved away with their passion. 
in order to give the user this level of control mm -hmm. with how they consume the plant. One motto we like to say at Firefly is that this is made for people who love the plant. You know, if this is the Tesla, right? There are mm -hmm. there are other devices out there. Yeah. I won't name them, but the the majority of them fall under the category of say, you know, the the Kia Sorento. <laughs> Right. And the Kia Sorento is you can't disparage the Kia Sorento because it does the job. It gets right. you from point A to point B. Uh -huh. And those other vaporizers, they get you high. Mm -hmm. But because they majority of them use technology that's not best suited for vaporizing cannabis. Okay. It's just technology that's easy to produce in mass quantities mm -hmm. and it will heat your cannabis and will vaporize it for the most part but for, you know with significant downsides mm -hmm. as well well so when i tried this at the new west summit i i joked and i added to my instagram page that you can taste the rainbow yeah like so it was one of those things where you smell cannabis and it smells amazing and then when you burn it you don't taste all of that right. and for the it, I felt like for the first time I was really tasting yeah. cannabis. It's not something I'm saying cuz I'm a salesman cuz I'm not a salesman, right? I'm a project manager, I'm not here to sell. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to inform. I'm a trained educator. And that's what I do best for Firefly and in mm -hmm. this cannabis space is just spread this science. Mm -hmm. And the science is really basic. Mm -hmm. But scientifically speaking, you've never tasted cannabis until you've tasted it through a firefly. Yeah. Because there's just no other technology. It's kind of like Tesla as if there was no other luxury vehicle even, right? Because there's just nobody else that has the proprietary technology that I'll explain that makes this really unique and that is able to give you everything the plant has to offer, including every terpene and every cannabinoid to its full capacity. Okay. Some user uh, review site recently described it as French kissing a flower. Wow. So okay. I can't well, take credit for those words myself, Uh huh. but they do seem... You're like, but I will use them. apt, yeah. Okay. Let's start let's start with a little background okay. info. The science that I'm about to share with you and the and the listeners is not complex science. It's not science that like makes you want to roll your eyes in chemistry class. It's not it's really simple. Mm -hmm. And the reason people don't know it yet, even people who have 20, 40, 60 year relationships with cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. The reason they don't know it is because of these lingering cultural effects of prohibition. Right. There's been entire government propaganda campaigns preventing this awareness of this simple science from being out there. Mm -hmm. And it's sad, but true. Right. And that's what people like you and I are out here fighting this fight and being warriors for this movement. Because it wasn't even taught in most medical schools that there's an endocannabinoid system because the word cannabinoid was in it. There was this dark spot of awareness... Terpenes a little less so because terpenes are huge building blocks for the fragrance industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's there's there was a little more terpene science easily and readily available. Right. But as far as cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system, mind you, every mammal, fish, reptile, and bird has an endocannabinoid system. They're also discovering that many invertebrates, even like you know, have endocannabinoid system. Interesting. So it's really a basic part of biology. Right. 
But because of this, call it a war on drugs, call it a government propaganda campaign. I think that's what, what I would whatever. call it. I don't, you know, the war on <laughs> drugs gives it some sort of legitimacy that I refuse to give it. That's why I don't like the term. Right. One thing about propaganda campaigns is that if people aren't really mindful of how they're gathering information and who they're gathering it from and what sources it's from, they can be misinformed. Well, and then this stuff is so deep-seated that it is just like passed on from generation to generation. And even when we are aware of the true information, the real factual information, it's still scary to then go back and like try to talk to your family about it or to be open. I call it coming out of the cannabis closet. Yeah. Like people are still nervous about the stigma within their communities even though there's so much information available to share why it is good for us and how it is good for us. And absolutely. And so that's the piece that I really like Casually Baked being on the forefront of changing the face of the culture. It's really a lot of fun. Whenever I'm out in the world, I'm a social butterfly. I talk to everyone. I love talking to strangers. And so I'll be somewhere and they ask me what I do. And I tell them I'm a gondrepreneur and a cannabis lifestyle guide. And I just see mouths drop. And these are people who they've already developed a perception of who I am. They have their first impression. And now I've just blown their minds because they're like, wow, this girl is articulate and she has her shit together and she's a stoner. I can't compute right now. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun to to turn that um, around. And look how integrated into our culture that propaganda even is. You used a word just now in self-identifying. That, a stoner. That is, that yeah. is really a, a word of their propaganda campaign mm-hmm. to make us seem like these degenerates Yeah. because we use this plant. That's why my company is casually baked because yeah. I was like, I need to come up with a new term to define who I am because stoner isn't working. Yeah. Well, I'm the propaganda runs deep and you know, it's even, it's, it goes as far as like describing this plant as one thing. You talk to the baby boomer generation, they'll, whether they use it or not, they just call it weed or pot or just one thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I had one old woman call it grass the other day. That's nice. That's (laughs) nice. We should bring that one back. I do like that one. Um, but you know, they'll say, well, I only smoke pot because it makes me sleepy. I only smoke it for sleep. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when I smoke weed, I get anxious. Yeah. How many how many times have you heard that yeah. from people? Particularly with your level of engagement with mm-hmm. with the community of folks that aren't well versed in cannabis, mm-hmm. right? You hear that all the time. Yeah. And and my my reaction to those folks is saying, I'm sorry, I'm sad for you that the government propaganda machine has skewed your awareness mm-hmm. of what this plant really is because only certain types and as we get into terpenes and cannabinoids we can explain it more clearly. Only certain types of cannabis make people anxious. Right. Only certain types of cannabis make people hungry. Only certain types of cannabis make people lethargic and tired Mm -hmm. and sleepy. So the way I reframe that question back to them is, tell me what you're taking medicine for. Mm, Yeah. And it's like, I have anxiety or I have high blood pressure or I've got this. And then I can say, well, cannabis can actually help you regulate that and get you off of that opioid or reverse engineer it because it is in such a general term for them. I'm going to have fun or I'm going to go to sleep. They kind of just like put it in those two categories. So yeah, let's talk about the cannabinoids and terpenes and 
dive into that piece because I actually would like to. I normally get casually <laughs> baked before I do the show. Sure. But we waited because we're going to try out the Firefly. So sure. I would like to get this party started. a little started. anxious. <laughs> You're like, get this science class over. I want to try my Firefly I want again. an integrated science class. Um, sure. As I was saying, the science, this it's really basic. There are two categories of active ingredients in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Terpenes and cannabinoids. Cannabinoids are these biochemical compounds that interact with our endocannabinoid systems, right? Now, endocannabinoid system should be something that everyone knows about, mm-hmm. right? Again, the propaganda machine of our culture for hundred years has made it not so, but it should be something that everyone knows about the same way they know about, say, the limbic system mm-hmm. or the endocrine system, right? Mm-hmm. Or the circulatory system. Right. Endocannabinoid system is a regulatory system of our body in which our cells interact with these hormones and endocannabinoids that are both produced inside our body and we can take them from other substances externally, from food, from cannabis. Yeah. The endocannabinoid system regulates all parts and systems and functions of our body in Mm -hmm. ways, right? From sleep to uh, mood, mood to alertness, appetite, creative energy. Mm -hmm. It's one of my energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then creating balance and homeostasis in our bodies. Absolutely. And can do all sorts of things on a microscopic level as well, from mm-hmm. antifungal, antibacterial, bronchodilation, mm-hmm. antitumoric, mm-hmm. literally killing can- cancerous tumor cells. Let's think. What There's there's such an infinite spectrum. Yes. Of, I uh, have a handy resource guide. Oh, yeah. I saw that on the website. Yes. Um, but I haven't dug into it. I needed a cheat sheet for myself because there is so much happening with cannabis. So, Look at that. yeah. So, yeah, I call it whole body cannabis because it truly does affect all the systems of our body. Absolutely. And, and yeah, so I created this cheat sheet for the cannabinoids and terpenes and all that stuff. This is incredible. This is really well done. Thank you. I love it. You can get them on my website. <laughs> Showing the endocrine system and immune system, the circulatory system, the digestive system, the whole body having to do with cell growth and nervous system work, muscular and skeletal. Absolutely. It's, it's, it regulates everything, right? Mm-hmm. So endocannabinoid system is that wide reaching, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's terpenes. Terpenes are the biochemical building blocks of smell. Mm-hmm. The same terpene in cannabis that makes it smell citrusy, mm-hmm. limonene. Mind you, there's a few terpenes in cannabis that have citrus notes, but limonene is the primary uh-huh. one, right? Limonene is the exact same terpene in a lemon that makes it smell like a lemon. Same thing, uh, pinene, alpha pinene. This is the terpene in cannabis that makes it smell piney. Uh-huh. Exact same terpene in the entire family of coniferous pine trees that Mm -hmm. makes it smell piney terpenes are fun yeah it's fascinating for example Mm -hmm. uh now uh terpenes also have mind you there's over a hundred terpenes and over a hundred cannabinoids that they know of in cannabis i didn't include all of them in my resource guide i included the main ones that i typically would see in the cannabis that i liked and the stuff that i was like okay let's not overwhelm well i actually let me grab this i actually brought you two charts one of the top terpenes and one of the top cannabinoids and these are the top 20 terpenes found in cannabis mind you you know there's the other ones are more obscure Uh uh-huh 
your other 80 plus, right? Right. And they're still discovering both terpenes and cannabinoids. It's, uh-huh. it's a growing number. But these are the top 20 and they're boiling points. I and love the top this 20 cannab or not, let's see how many cannabinoids we have there. Top 10 cannabinoids. Ooh, and so this includes the boiling points, which was it a big does. selling point for the firefly when I was right. checking it out. I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah. The terpenes, on top of smelling delicious and having a complete wide range of aromatic properties, mm-hmm. right, which is why they're used in perfumes and colognes and fragrances, mm-hmm. they also are active on both your body, physiological way, and mm-hmm. your mind in a psychological way. So, uh, you know, limonene increases energy, improves your mood. Mm-hmm. Pinene makes you more alert. Okay. And an interesting thing about that is that it's thought that pinene is the reason that people go, when they go on hikes through forests, mm-hmm. Start having more lucid thoughts on top of being connected with the mother spirit of the earth and through the planetary experience of hiking through a forest because of the high doses of pinene that you're breathing in, you're becoming much more focused and lucid and clear. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So because terpenes work in these biological ways as well, Mm -hmm. these are the reasons that aromatherapy is a functional Mm-hmm. Uh, healthy form of therapy. Right. Yeah. You go into a spa and you you can smell the lavender, the linalool, right. terpene. Because it's relaxing. Uh, yes. It's put there on purpose. Mm-hmm. And even in sparkling water and things like that, they're using terpenes to give us the essence of a flavor. I mean, they're, they're used everywhere, but people, they don't know what to call them. They don't know how to identify them. But the thing I love so much about it is that you can say, hey, it's lavender it's a lemon and it's also in this plant like yeah it's part of what's so incredible about cannabis is the biodiversity within it right Mm -hmm. incredible so the reason that the firefly is so special Mm -hmm. and unique is because every single one of those literally hundreds of terpenes and cannabinoids have very wide ranging boiling points Someone might say, boiling points? What the fuck? We're not boiling water here. Why does What does a boiling point have to do with anything? Very simple answer. These compounds are in cannabis. They are either in liquid or solid state within the existing within the plant mm-hmm. chemically. Now, what does smoking it even do? What smoking it is doing is actually a very raw, inefficient method of boiling it uh-huh. into your lungs because what it does is boil it, and if you know, you know what happens when you boil water, it becomes steam. Uh-huh. And what's happening is it's changing states from a solid or liquid state into a gaseous state. Uh-huh. Okay, and when you smoke cannabis, you're lighting it on fire, and all those terpenes and cannabinoids, the one that the ones that can survive the intense high heat of the flame and the combustion, they are going into gas form, being suspended in an aerosolized mixture with the toxic compounds of the smoke, the metals, the sulfurs, the the tars. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, and then going into your lungs where you're inhaling it and you make getting, it sound getting way into less sexy blood. than how it feels. <laughs> well, wait till you try a firefly again and you're reminded just how sexy it is. Yeah, that's true. Because when you smoke, it might be sexy to look at with a nicely rolled joint or a blunt. Well, I mean, how it makes you feel. Right. Well, is not sexy at all. That's the thing that I was so shocked to hear is that, wait a minute, I smoke consistently throughout the day and I use hemp wick, which is the healthiest way instead of lighting it with a butane lighter. Right. But the fact that just 
right off the bat, like 60% of the good shit's gone. I'm like, wait a minute. The reason boiling points are so important is because they're, the terpenes and cannabinoids have such a wide range. From the low 200s, like 212 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. all the way up to the low 400s, which is a huge yes. range. Yes. Think of how different it feels when it's 60 degrees outside or say 50 degrees outside mm-hmm. and when it's 75 degrees outside. And right. That's just a 25 degree difference. Right, right, right. We're talking 200 plus degree variance here. The reason this matters on a chemistry and physics level uh-huh. is because when you expose, now f- combustion, sorry to, to cut myself off, but combustion happens at 400, begins at 451 degrees Fahrenheit. And then uh, that's just beginning of it. And then a flame can get up to 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. So just lighting a lighter, you're saying that's 451 degrees? Instantly, if not more. Usually more. The flame itself is about at least over 1,000. It can get up to 1,800. Okay. Even more sometimes, into 22 range with like a butane torch or something like that. So when you expose substances with low boiling points... To really high heat, what we know that happens from our study and our science of physics and mm-hmm. chemistry is that they become really volatile gases when they go into their gas stages. Mm-hmm. And what, what a volatile gas is, is a gas that is literally dissipating so fast because the tiny particles that have been heated so quickly with this intensely high heat start spreading all over so fast because that's what heat does is it's energy and it makes it go and it makes it virtually impossible to capture right well when you just said that i'm like wait a minute all 20 of these terpenes their boiling point is below 451 right so when you expose these substances particularly the ones with low boiling points in the mm-hmm. low, in the 200 ranges when you expose them to high heat, I like to call it a crime against cannabis <laughs> because you're exposing all of these beautiful substances, uh-huh. terpenes and cannabinoids that have these incredible effects. You're exposing them to high heat, which means that they dissipate so fast that you can barely capture them. When you burn cannabis, you lose, like you said, as I told you, instantly you lose over 60% of the terpenes and cannabinoids in the plant. Now, mind you, that's only if you get all of the smoke of what you've lit on fire. Think about how many, how much of that blunt or that joint or that bowl smokes off while you're not hitting it. This is depressing talk here. And never fear. The <laughs> firefly is here. You're in good hands. All right. You're, I'm pretty much supremely confident that you're going to be a firefly convert. Because when you can taste everything, you can also feel everything. As a daily user, mm-hmm. you're going to have so much more efficiency with your flower. When you light something with a really low boiling point on fire, it dissipates practically instantly. One relatable experience that people can think of, if they've seen like a magician or a fire dancer or someone who does fire tricks, dips their hand in rubbing alcohol and lights it on fire, right? To make it pretend like they have a flame in the hand, right? Uh-huh. If you pour out lighting, uh, rubbing alcohol onto the table, you light it on fire, what happens? Lights up, gone instantly because it has such a low boiling point. That's the only reason why that uh-huh. happens. It's practically explosive how quick it flames up and, and dissipates. And then the, then the alcohol is in a gaseous state suspended very quickly throughout the air. Uh-huh. The same exact thing is happening with these terpenes and cannabinoids, mm-hmm. which is why you're losing them. Got it. And when I say you lose over 60%, that's not over 60% of all of them, by the way. You might lose over 90% of the ones with the lowest boiling points. 
Yeah. And those are some of the most important ones, like THCA, which which converts into delta nine THC, which is the the the, the active form of it psychoactively. Some of the most important terpenes and cannabinoids are in the are below 300 degrees mm-hmm. in their boiling points. Particularly if you're a medical patient and you want it for various medical reasons like anti-nausea, which certain terpenes and cannabinoids have, or anti-tumor. There's only certain terpenes and cannabinoids that have that effect. And if you're losing significant chunks of what the plant has to offer you, you're really committing a crime against cannabis. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Post these lists online. I'll give you soft yep. copies. Yeah, I'd be happy to. That'll be um, great. Any, any user who's looking for medical effects should be listing, going down the list, listing every terpene and cannabinoid that has an effect they want, mm-hmm. and then seeking out those strains that are rich in those terpenes and cannabinoids. So then what I'm hearing you say whenever I'm like, okay, let's look at other methods of consumption. You're saying like you're confident enough that you could use the firefly, find strains with the with the profiles that you want and get the effects that you want strictly by vaping cannabis. 100%. Okay. You have to see the lab tests. Right. Or be confident in the people who have the lab mm-hmm. tests. I encourage people them. to make sure they get tested products. Right. The lab tests will give you a terpene and cannabinoid profile like this here, right? Yes. This from your strain. Yeah. Where is this Sol- dispensary? Soulful. They're in Sebastopol. They just recently opened, but the owner and the product curator, they're just super diligent about the testing and labeling, and I'm really digging the way they've packaged it where they list the main cannabinoids and terpenes. Right. So this would be a great strain right here because it has it's 66 hundredths of a percent terpinoline. That's its highest terpene. Terpinoline. This would be a great strain for someone that was seeking to treat their cancer with it because it's on top of being an antioxidant and immune modulating, it's, it has anti-tumor properties. Mm-hmm. And it's antibiotic and an antifungal. And it helps people sleep. Just terpinoline alone. Now, some people might say, well, shit, what do I need cannabis for? Why don't I go seek out those terpenes and just douse, you know, my tea in terpenes or whatever. And the truth is, many, I don't know this science. I don't know which terpenes this is the case with, but there Mm -hmm. are many that are chemically changed through the digestive process before they can reach your bloodstream if you eat them. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you vaporize them, they can go straight to your blood through your lung. Right, right, right. Kind of like uh, in uh, the reason edibles hit people so differently is that there is the transition, the metabolizing of the THC that happens in the liver that then changes it. And actually, you know, the for your listeners that don't know what the entourage effect is, the terpenes and cannabinoids also work together. Many of the cannabinoids, for example activate terpene reception on the cellular level of mm-hmm. in your body and and vice versa yeah so i call it yeah it, it creates a symphony you know it's oh, like absolutely. a, a clarinet that. sounds love, beautiful but yeah love that analogy. <laughs> i mean the entourage effect is very real and and that is if it's a, a symphony thing. terpenes and cannabinoids are your instruments and your musicians mm-hmm. right i recently gave a talk at the brownie mary club in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been to a couple this, of their meetings. Oh, great. Well, I won't name names, but one of the two heads okay. tried to convince me to use the analogy of an orgy <laughs> instead of the oh. instead of a symphony. 
And I said, you know, tempting as orgies always are, <laughs> I think I will pass on this one and go with the symphony. Right. And that, that to me is part of the real holy work of sharing this gospel with people is being able to share a symphony with someone mm-hmm. who's really only known this one effect of just getting stoned or high or hungry right. or, you know, or, or munchies or anxious or yeah. like, no love. Yeah. This is a symphonic. And with- so we have the luxury of choosing here in California and the legal states. And this is one of the reasons that I ask people to come out of the cannabis closet and call their state representatives and get involved in their local government to try to change laws in their state because they only get what their drug dealer has. Absolutely. And They've that's got another, one option. Another sad, sad factor of prohibition. Mm-hmm. Because what did prohibition do to the black market? It makes it, first of all, the majority of the black market cannabis is stuff that would not pass lab tests in the legal states. I've Which all, is really sad. Yes, and especially after toxins. all these wildfires. Absolutely. I have told everyone I know, I'm like, just know that there's going to be a lot of Northern California pot that's going to be hitting the streets in your towns it's because be it's not, toxins. that's right, because right. it's not going to pass the test here. But see, that's that's also been the case for quite some time. Before it was, before there were these litany of legal states of, you know, essentially before the past like eight years, right? Mm-hmm. When Colorado, Washington, Oregon... California have had these blooming medical and then recreational markets Mm -hmm. and therefore had people growing that couldn't get into dispensaries, so they just shipped it out of state. Before that, farmers in British Columbia, Kentucky, all sorts of other micro-regions where people are farming were Mm -hmm. augmenting their income by growing a ton of cannabis. Mm -hmm. And what strains did they choose? They chose the strains that grew the strongest, the fastest and the most ample harvest. Okay. So therefore, the strains that people in the black market have choice from mm-hmm. are really only driven by these market factors of what strains can grow really, really strong, quick, and mm-hmm. easily. And, and so and when you say copious. strong, you mean like high THC levels exactly. or strong like hearty? Strong like high THC Okay, levels. that's what I thought. So there's not going to be a market if mm-hmm. you have really weak cannabis. It's, yeah. You know, it'll be significantly less priced. Um, Which is hilarious because when I'm seeking the strains that I want, when I'm looking for stuff for during the day, I am looking for something that's 12 to 15% THC because mm-hmm. I need to be functionally high to get my right. work done. But everyone has been trained. The higher the THC, the better the pot. Right. And so I had this one kid who was my Lyft driver in Portland. He's just like, can you help me choose better? He's like, I just, everything I get lately has just been really giving me anxiety. And I was like, what's the THC level of the flower that you're picking? And he's like, well, the highest one. I want the most bang for my buck. And I was like, that's not how this works. Right. It's like people saying the best wine is the wine with the highest alcohol content. Yeah. Of course not. Right. Or if you want to continue the the symphony metaphor, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like saying the best symphony is the one that has the loudest tuba. Oh my god, I was just thinking tuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like it's yeah. it's, it's too diverse right. of an experience. Yeah. And the terpene and cannabinoid effect range is too diverse mm-hmm. to just say, well, we're gonna go with this one cannabinoid, THC. That makes you the most incapacitated. Right. And it's really only for that stoner 
here I am using that word again yeah. that, I, that I try not to. It's mm-hmm. really only for that crowd of folks that are trying to get as high in, in capacity as possible. Right. That's People really who are the, really trying to check out of life. Yeah. We're not sitting here in judgment of them, but we will say as people who care about what we put in our bodies that that and care about our own mind and body states, that that's not what we're intending with cannabis. Right. We're simply intending to enhance yeah. and improve and give the wide range of effects that one might look for. And Speaking of enhancing and improving. You ready? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Finally. We got casually baked, and Walden told me his personal journey to Firefly. We're going to jump back in on the tail end of that conversation because it's important information we all need to hear. I'm not going to let my son go through what I went through, or at least I'm going to do everything I can in my power to promote my health right? Um, and change my diet. I'm going to stop putting smoke in my lungs because I knew that the smoke was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That's common knowledge. There's the anti-cancer effects of some of these terpenes and cannabinoids. So, you know, this argument about smoke and lung cancer, even if it's cannabis smoke, it's like a, it's really a, a murky argument. It's not like a linear, you can just say it one way or another. The, right. the toxins from the smoke are, are real and significant. Mind you, it, maybe if you smoke enough and you get enough of the proper terpenes and cannabinoids from the right strains, somehow miraculously getting enough of it while you're smoking it, since you're losing 60% of it from smoking it off the bat, maybe those anti-cancer properties of the different terpenes and cannabinoids that work that way. It's murky enough they, to be questioned. Right, yeah. right. There's murky. So I wasn't, so I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done smoking. So I was like, well, holy shit. I, that, yeah. Does that mean I have to give up my relationship to cannabis? I need, I'm an artist. Cannabis helps me create. Uh, it's a really really important part of me relaxing and being oh. more loving and generous and kind and compassionate yes. when I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling cranky at other people the second I even microdose I don't need to be high I'm brought back to center to heart space mm-hmm. to, to compassion to empathy yeah it really is is a spiritual medicine in that way as well it absolutely is it it changed my life in that way yeah me too am I gonna give up my relationship am I gonna give up cannabis if I have to, I will. And then my friend stepped in, worked for Firefly, and said, "There's a solution." Happy birthday! It's what we've yeah. been working on for for all this time. That's so. Great. I was like, "Whoa! I can use cannabis without the smoke." And you're telling me I I get everything from the plant that I wasn't even getting when yeah. I'm smoking it. Yeah, like I still actually can taste it. Yeah, it's delicious, right? Yeah. It's like completely different experience. It is. And on top of being a different experience as a symphony going on in your mouth and tongue and mm-hmm. nose, it's also a different experience on the high. You still get high when you smoke, but the difference is all those other terpenes and cannabinoids, which augment the high. Yeah. When you're smoking it, you're just going for all this THC, you're thinking in my mind, well, I just need to go till I'm feeling something, till I'm feeling hot. I think for me, the distinction that I'm feeling right now is it's more of a, a brightness and a clarity versus a hazy high. Yeah, absolutely. Because these terpenes that you weren't otherwise getting when you burnt it or combusted it, they also mitigate your high. They work with the THC, the CBD, the CBG, the CBN, the CBV. They work with all of those. Right. Because I've told people before, so if you have too much THC, CBD can help bring you back down, bring you back to that homeostasis. Or the myrcene or the caryophyllate. Right. So 
but it's one of those things where you can have pure CBD. Right now, you can't just like sure. find these other terpenes. Right. But the idea being with, oh, well, if CBD does that, I'm sure a lot of these other cannabinoids do that as well. So that totally makes sense that if you have the full profile that you would feel less of the high that we're used used to. So you feel it, right? Well, you can feel a state change, Mm -hmm. but you're feeling the symphony. Let me explain scientifically real quick just what is so special about the firefly. Yes. As we talked about, the varying boiling points Mm -hmm. mean that if you expose the entire thing, which has all these different terpenes and cannabinoids with different boiling points, expose it to high heat, you're really losing a ton of those terpenes and cannabinoids with the high heat, Mm -hmm. right? So what's the answer to that? Well, the answer is heating the cannabis without burning it and allowing all of those terpenes and cannabinoids to boil off at those boiling point temperatures without getting to So like combustion. slowly heating something up. Yes. So that it hits every tick well, point. Well, see, that's what's just so special about the firefly. There's multiple ways to, to heat the cannabis to a temperature where those terpenes and cannabinoids boil off. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's multiple ways, in other words, to create the heat that heats the cannabis. There is conduction heat which conducts heat between one surface to the next right okay let's see you're a little warmer than my hand so we just conducted heat thank you (laughs) heat as an energy always goes from where it's most concentrated warmest to where it's least concentrated okay the same way gas moves the thermodynamics are created by heat in the vapor world when you're using conduction heat to vaporize your cannabis, what's actually happening is you're using heat transferred one surface and another. And in this case, in vaporizing terms, that those two things are your heating plate mm-hmm. and your cannabis flower. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's really inefficient is because if your heap of cannabis resting on the heating plate... The stuff that's here is going to get hot and right, the stuff's not exactly. going to get Exactly. The stuff that's, well, the stuff that's right on the surface of your heating plate has to get so hot in order for the rest of this mound to get to a temperature where it could vaporize. But th- in order for that to happen, this layer right here touching the heating plate has to burn. Almost all of the conduction vaporizers are on some level combusting. Got Even it. if it's not full flame, mm-hmm. right, it's still getting to those temperatures. Now you've got trace levels of smoke in your vapor. Now you've got also really uneven vapor paths created. Wherever those small pockets of combustion happen first, all the heat is going to go in that direction. Because of the way that heat moves quicker and creates a vacuum of air, so then the alternative to that is what you guys have, and what is that? Almost every vaporizer on the market uses conduction heat. Right. A very select few use what we use, which is called convection heat, like a convection oven. Yeah, like my little min- exactly. my little easy bake oven over exactly. there. Exactly. What does a convection oven do? It heats the material that you're trying to heat by heating all the air around it. This is absolute best way to vaporize cannabis. Uh-huh. So now, mind you, the Firefly is not the only convection vaporizer on the market. Uh-huh. Okay, there are a handful of ones. The Volcano, which is the ancient one that you plug yeah. in and goes vapor into a bag. Right? Oh, yeah, I've had one of those. I still have one of those, right? It's, but it sits in my closet and only comes out for parties because, you, you know, it's on top of being incredibly difficult to load and use. Yeah, um, it takes a while, but it's, it's fun. It's nowhere for, near as convenient. It's a fun party trick. Right. 
That same company is making portable vaporizers now, but they're a combination of convection and conduction. And what they still do is conduction at one temperature. Set. Okay. You can send only air through the flower and its convection, but if you only heat your air to one temperature level and then send that air through your flower, you're essentially committing the same crime against cannabis right. as the combustion does. You set your temperature setting to, say, 380 or mm -hmm. 420, 430, wherever. And then you send all that air, that's 430 degrees, through your flower. You're not combusting that flower. However, you are exposing those terpenes and cannabinoids with very low boiling points in the low 200s to air that's been heated to high heat above 400. So anything below that temperature is still experiencing that same phenomenon of being a substance with a low boiling point that getting just exposed burns off. exactly okay. being exposed to very high heat that makes it really difficult to capture which means you as a user get very little of it so the answer is what we at Firefly are using because our two co-founders were the geniuses that figured it out and patented it is called variable dynamic convection heat Dynamic meaning ever-moving because the temperature level is moving in every hit. Every hit that you take of a firefly gives you in one breath all the air from room temperature all the way up to the temperature that you set it at. So whenever I push these buttons together, the solid green light comes on. It's at its capacity to heat all the way, but as I pull, yes. I, I'm starting to pull like just the regular air that was there, so it right. starts. And it'll only initiate once you suck the air through with your draw. And once that begins, it'll allow a slow increase of temperatures from room temperature all the way up without jumping, without going fast, all the way up gradually to the temperature that you set it at. It's such a precise tool that it has precision elements within the app that mm -hmm. allow you to program it. There's a very, very high-tech computer chip in the right. Firefly that is with an it's algorithm. It's a smart little Firefly. It is. It's okay. It's very smart. It is highly efficient because <laughs> when you get all the terpenes and cannabinoids out of your flower, you don't need to use so much. You don't need to smoke a whole joint to get X percent of terpenes and cannabinoids because now when you're getting the full spectrum in one hit, you have such a bigger dose per hit than you do in any method of combustion. I will say that as a microdoser, I'm so used to like taking a soft intake that it is going to be different for me to really tug on that thing. I don't do sure, that. Sure, it's a, it's, a, it's a slightly different experience. Mm -hmm. But once you start uh, yeah. reaping all the rewards of it, it'll be something you get used to and are yeah. completely... Well, and a nice deep yoga breath is good for you. Absolutely. It helps you improve your breathing Yeah, and your breath work and your mindfulness around your breath. Mm -hmm. The efficiency thing was something that I didn't know about until I discovered myself as a user. I had been gifted this vaporizer and... Uh, it was changing my life and my experience of being a user of cannabis was completely symphonic in ways that it wasn't before now. Right. But then I started realizing, whoa, I haven't bought cannabis in like three months. And I was like, hey, let me figure this out. So I think I told you I used to play poker professionally as well. 
So any good poker player that is also financially responsible adult has to do accounting to uh-huh. make sure, like, okay, I'm, this is the amount I allot myself, make sure I'm not overspending and make sure I'm making and I'm cross-comparing how much I'm spending versus how much I'm making, uh-huh. understanding my bottom lines. So I went to my accounting to see how much money I'd spent on cannabis in the past year. And I could calculate it pretty accurately for a three-year retroactive window at that uh-huh. point. And that's how long I've been playing poker. Mm-hmm. So I averaged between 2100 and 2500 a year spent on cannabis. I first looked at it only having owned the Firefly for about four or five months. So okay. then I decided I'm going to look at it well over a year. And finally, after a year's use, I looked at it. And that year, I spent 380 dollars on cannabis. And I only, in the years since, the maximum I've spent on cannabis has been about 420-something dollars. Is that taking into now, account, you, like, we get things from Mara? and we, No, okay. no, no. Because I did this before I was working in the industry out here. Okay. When I was really in love with just going to dispensaries, because you only need a gram. Yeah. When you own a Firefly, you only need to buy per gram. Okay. An eighth is something I would buy if I loved something. Because a bowl, one bowl in the Firefly takes a sixth of a gram. One joint, the width of, say, a AAA battery, between two-thirds and three-quarters of a gram. One bowl lasts, for me, now if you're a daily user, your tolerance is probably a little higher than mine. I use maybe between four and five times a week. So that's my tolerance level. But this one bowl in a Firefly lasts me two full sessions it lasts about depending on how big of hits you take now i've uh-huh. watched how long and big of hits you took i have a bigger lung capacity than you probably well and i was still like nervous that i was go- going to get too much but i didn't so i haven't done a full oh, okay. pull okay. yet so taking big pulls uh-huh. one, one bowl lasts me about 10 hits how do i know when it's done does it stop producing vapor or yep. do i stop tasting it exactly a misconception And the vaporizing community is that once your cannabis starts changing taste Mm -hmm. and goes into this kind of second wave of taste, after your first wave of taste is delicious and like full of all the floral and citrus and the full spectrum, right? Right. uh, And then you start getting that toasted taste. Right. Some people call it peanut butter taste. Some people call it uh, a burnt caramel kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can see that. People think that that means it's done. That means your bowl's kicked, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. All that's happening is those top-note terpenes are now, for the majority of them, boiled off and in your lungs and in your system. But that doesn't mean that all your terpenes and cannabinoids in the plant are gone. It just means that these top-note ones, the ones, the reason they're called top-note ones, just like a top-note in a perfume or in a wine, mm-hmm. it's the ones that work the strongest on, right. your, on, your, mm-hmm. on your olfactory and your taste sensors on your, on your tongue. Okay. So all that's happened is they've just been absorbed. So my cue will not be flavor. My cue will be vapor. Exactly. When all the terpenes and cannabinoids that your plant has to offer you are gone, you won't get any, if at all. Okay. Vapor. All right. Good to know. I would just throw this out, but can't you take what's left over when you empty this and then make oil or something? Oh, yes. Yeah. Don't throw it, it out. Don't okay. throw it out. I collect mine, everyone I know with the Firefly, which is hundreds of people now. Okay. I, they collect it. We get as close to 100% as possible, but 
there are still very subtle and tiny ways that we don't get 100%. For example, like in order to get 100% of the terpene cannabinoid content out of a piece, like a little ground piece of cannabis, uh-huh. you'd have to expose it from 360 degree angle. Right, right, right. To that, yeah. to that air, mm-hmm. okay? And because it might be touching one piece in a different way, one little point of the of the nub. Of yeah, there's shit that might gets not, left over. Might not get exposed right. to all that full hot air in the same way. So there's still a little bit left, you know, less than, usually less than 5%. But that's still significant enough to aggregate and make edibles out of once you create a significant accumulation of the ground flowers. And as it turns out, Walden likes to talk as much as I do. And this interview went on for three fucking hours. The good news is he's chock full of good information and gave me a lot of really good reasons to give the Firefly a shot. And in case he did that for you too, man, you are in luck. Be sure to visit the show notes at casuallybaked.com backslash blog, click on podcast 26, because Walden and the team at Firefly Vapor are extending a 20% off offer for casually baked listeners. Tis the season for treating yourself and others. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. Do it or don't, but do. <laughs> so there will be a link in the show notes to get 20% off with coupon code C-A-S-B-A-K-E-D, an abbreviated version of Casually Baked, C-A-S-B-A-K-E-D. You'll also find the handy terpene and cannabinoid chart Walden shared with me. It's really an empowering guide to help you understand what the terpenes and cannabinoids are, what they're good for, their boiling points, like all these things that seem over the top, they really will help you dial in your experience and make sure you are getting out of cannabis what you want. That's the entire idea behind Cannabis for Wellness. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited, by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. After I got my tutorial from Walden, he challenged me to only use the Firefly for two weeks and to see what changes I felt in my body and in my experience. I'm done with the two weeks. I cheated one time, but it really was just... (laughs) Who am I kidding? I cheated one time. So, but it was just one hit off one tiny part of a bowl because I didn't want any more after that. It tasted like a cigarette or something. I was blown away at how turned off I was by that experience. Anyway, the Firefly gets two thumbs up from me. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. And if you're still not even sure what cannabinoids and terpenes are, you really need to pick up a copy of my resource guide. I will leave a link for that in the show notes as well.
All right. I love your guts. Now get out of here. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.